Welcome back, everyone, to the Man Under Construction Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. I'm excited about what this season is going to bring. I shared a preview a little while ago, and it was just an outline of what I wanted to do with Season 2. But today, right now, is the first official episode, and it's going to be a good one. I got a, I got a great guest lined up for us today. But before we go on, I want to thank God for giving me the strength to keep going to keep going on this journey to be a better man, and my wife who supports me on this journey as well, and you guys who tune in every day on Instagram and engage in the content that I share and differences of opinion, and we continue to sharpen our swords as we take on life and relationships and as we try to be better men, and I appreciate, I appreciate it. Every, every one of you guys out there who engages with me on Man Under Construction doesn't go unnoticed. I appreciate you guys. So... Let's move forward. Our Patreon account. It's the way that you can let us know that you support us, that you enjoy our content or enjoy the content that I put out there. And it also uh, provides funds for me to be able to get better gear and provide merch like the stickers of Noble Savage and also now coming soon, the Toxic Masculinity stickers, which seem to be a big hit. And now there's a story behind it as well. As soon as I get them in, I will post a little video about the story of how that sticker came about and it, it's pretty epic I, I really enjoyed it and you guys reacted well to it so that's that's totally awesome and thank you guys so our next guest is quentin hafner he is the author of black belt husband husband and i reached out to him and he was excited to be on here and this is kind of like an introductory introductory episode we we do have plans to get together again and, and really delve deep into the different chapters of black belt husband so he joins us now via zoom welcome back everyone this is a season two of the man under construction podcast and i'm very excited uh, to have our next guest uh, i've been talking about his book quite a bit on my page and it's the book uh, called a black belt husband and i have the man himself the author who wrote the book his name is quentin hafner he's a licensed marriage and family therapist and he joins us here today thank you so much for taking the time and, and sitting here with us awesome mike glad to be here glad to have this conversation with you so, so uh, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and what you do uh, i know you're a licensed therapist and uh, would you mind sharing a few uh, words about that yeah sure so um by trade i am a uh a licensed therapist. I do um, a lot of relationship therapy with people. I'm, I'm also a, an executive coach for guys. And uh, most of my work revolves around helping people have healthier uh, relationships, both personally and professionally. And um, I'm in Orange County, California in private practice. And um, yeah, I love what I do. And it was a, you know, the background of what I do was a really big part of writing the book. Yeah, I, I ran across your book uh, a couple months ago, uh, like we were talking before we started uh, the podcast that I ran into it, I had it in a back burner. You know, uh, I saw a black belt husband, I was a little intimidated by it. No, I'm just kidding. No, but I saw it. Um, I picked up a few other books, and I finally decided to pick up my copy. And uh, let me just say that I was blown away. This is not something I'm not just saying that a sugar coated or to, to butter your butter your feet. Uh, but I was blown away by the, the content and, and just the material that was in there that was very useful and stuff that I could I could read one chapter and walk away with a different perspective on certain aspects of, of myself and marriage. It was just amazing. And first of all, I just want to thank you for 
for your work and, and the time you put into that book. Oh man, I'm, 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 I love hearing that. And when you messaged me on Instagram and you, you told me that the book was really helpful, of course, that's like, that's, uh, you know, every, every, every author, you know, just is going to really appreciate that, you know, part, especially because that book was really a passion project book. Um, you know, it's, it's not something I make money on. It's definitely a financial loss to really write a book unless you're like really a bestseller. So it was a passion project. I wrote it for, for personal kind of reasons. Um, so if it's helpful to people out there, that's really what it's all about for me. So I'm, I was really thrilled to hear that it was helpful to you. And uh, in the beginning or scattered, actually scattered throughout the chapters, you do put like uh, your personal story on there which really changes the dynamic and, and it uh, engages, it, it engaged me in a different uh, level than just someone who is just like a therapist that hasn't really been through the mud and, and of life, but you've actually, you put your story out there. You've actually, correct me if I'm wrong, you actually went through uh, a rough relationship at first. And so you started to really pick things up and, and try to learn some, well, you learned some of the lessons that you put in the book. Yeah, I mean, actually, my whole journey of becoming a therapist was born out of me going through a divorce in my, my first marriage. And, um, you know, when I got married the first time, um, you know, I, I just I was so just inept at relationships. I had no idea what I was doing. And um, it ended up uh, leading to a divorce. And going through that divorce actually ended up being the catalyst for me to start my own individual therapy. And in that process, mm -hmm. I um, made a kind of midlife career change and actually became a therapist myself. And that was about 12 years ago. So the book is, is very personal for me because I wanted to kind of speak to people that maybe were like me at some point. Like if, you know, if I would have read that book, you know, my story would have been different um, or it might've been different. And then, um, so I have my personal history of, 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 of failing at relationships. I'm not saying that in a self-deprecating way. It's just kind of like, you know, that's just the reality of things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, um, and then as a, as a therapist who has, I've specialized in working with, uh, specifically relationships and specifically men, you know, I have over 15,000 hours of, of therapy hours working with people. So it's, it's a combination of my professional experience and my personal history and all that kind of came together in that book in 2018. And I, I think it's important, uh, like for you to, for someone to share at least, a, a, well, at least from my perspective on the, the stuff that I do on man under construction, I, I believe that it resonates with so many people because I can show that, you know what, I've been through the mud of life and I've been right. through some bad times and, right. you know, I am here picking myself up, getting on this journey and, and trying to better myself. Then that's one thing I liked about your book. You, 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 you put your personal story, you know, I've, you've been through some stuff, but you're here on the other side and now you're, you're sharing the wisdom that you've learned along the journey. And I think it hits on a different level when, when someone almost like, can see you like a brother in, in arms, so to speak, like, oh, you know, this guy's done battle in life before. It's almost like yeah. a, like a, a, a respect of some type. Your, your words mean so much more when someone knows that you've been through certain things. 
Right, right. Well, yeah, and I, I, I agree. You know, I think just as a general kind of thing about human nature, nobody likes being, you know, talked down to like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm the uh, almighty, you know, uh, let me tell you how to be a good husband. It's like, yeah. nobody wants that. Right. And so, uh, and that's not my personality either. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't tend to be, you know, better or, or, you know, I just, I've been gifted just learning, having learned some things along the way. And I just, I just want to pass along what I, what I've learned and I'm not better than anybody. Um, and, you know, and I, I just, and I think that there is a relate, I, I think there is like a, a sense of like trust that gets built when you can say, look, you know, here's what I did. This, these are all my relationship mishaps. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and I think, you know, I really, I really appreciate it. I think I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from that part of the book too. So um, thanks again, you know, for you saying that too, because I think a lot of people have mentioned that to me. They appreciated me. Uh, talking about my own experiences and not just approaching the book as, as like the expert. I'm going to write and tell people how to do relationships because nobody <laughs> likes that. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> going to be like, nobody's going to pick that up and be really excited to read that. There's plenty, there's plenty of books for that already. Yeah, so, exactly. I didn't need another one. I didn't yeah. need another book filling that shelf. Yeah. So um, what, what was the, the, the inspiration behind Black Belt Husband? You sat down, in front of your computer, ready to type it down. What, what were you thinking? What was the thought process when you sat down? Okay, I got, I got to write this down. And, and the way it's broken down into uh, jujitsu and different levels, different belts. What 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 put that idea together? Yeah. So anybody listening to this, the black belt husband is. Um, it's basically I use Brazilian jujitsu as like a metaphor for marriage. And anybody listening to this that's you know done any kind of martial arts, you know, you know the, the, the belt system from white belt to black belt, like white belt, you're the beginner and black belt, you're mm -hmm. the expert or whatever. And so so um so I as a as a as a therapist myself, what I realized really early on as a professional was that almost like when I say all, like literally almost all of the marriage helping resources out there available for people were written to women and by women. And, yeah. and, and so, so I, I kind of had that epiphany, um, like early as a, you know, I was, I, you know, in graduate school, reading books, you know, continuing education stuff, reading books. I'm like, gosh, like, and I, I had this epiphany because I, 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 I like to consider myself kind of like a guy's guy, you know, like I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu, I like to ride motorcycles, you know, <laughs> you know? And, 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 and so, and, and, and what I, the reason I'm saying that is because I, I would have these, I would have these epiphanies be like, okay, would any of my friends, would any of my guy friends want to read this marriage book right now that like I was reading in graduate school? I'd be like, no way, no way. It was way too soft. It was way too feminized. It was way too not relatable to the typical guy that I knew. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, it's like, you know, no, no wonder, you know, guys don't want to read this stuff because it's totally not for them. So that, that goes back probably like, you know, maybe 10 years where I had that original epiphany and I was like, man, like all this stuff is so written to women. And I, and I just realized that there wasn't stuff out there really written to guys. And then, um, 
and so then it's always been on the back of my mind. It's always been kind of on my heart to want to write a marriage book that, that like my dream would have been like your typical guy that is just your average guy that likes to watch football on Sundays. He would actually want to read that book. Like he would maybe, you know, see the title. He would uh, see it somewhere and he would actually maybe take an interest in reading it. And that was like, that was my dream. You know, that was my ambition was to kind of write something that was really relatable to guys. And so that's why I use the jujitsu metaphor because of course, you know, it's a very masculine thing. Guys like that stuff. Um, and so I, and of course, not, but not just for that, like J Brazilian jujitsu has like incredible life lessons that are so parallel to marriage. So I wanted to kind of incorporate that stuff too, but a lot of it's just the masculinity thing and trying to, trying to, trying to merge these worlds that are like traditionally very feminine and traditionally very masculine and see if I could appeal to like a, just a, a, a typical guy reader. I definitely got that, uh, that message when, uh, I'm almost done. I'm about three quarters of the way. And that before, before, prior to the podcast starting, I was telling you that one thing that I really liked about the book was just the way you wrote it. And I mentioned that a lot of the marriage books, even for guys, seem very feminized. They, they have to deal with softness and, and be more understanding, which all are, all are very important. But just the way they're phrased, um, it's almost like uh, it's a turnoff. For, for a lot it's of off -putting. Yeah, yeah. it's off-putting yeah. for a lot of a lot of manly men out there a lot of noble savages as I, I like to call them and yeah. the way you wrote it was was told just it spoke to me the the brazilian jiu-jitsu definitely hit the mark on on speaking to that that aspect of of my masculinity and it, it wasn't it wasn't softened it wasn't feminized it was while I was reading, it was just like two, two guys just talking. It was just nice. some brothers sharing some wisdom. It, it felt very comfortable, very natural uh, as a man, instead of having to read, you know, uh, and I've read this before. I've read this book before and it's, it's very useful and it, it has a lot of great in-depth uh, insight, like uh, the love languages, but you see like that kind of stuff doesn't, <laughs> you know, doesn't speak to guys. No, there's no guy out there going, I can't wait to read the love languages. Exactly. Right? That, and that's, <laughs> that's it's, hilarious. Right? it's hilarious, and, and but it's, it's hundred percent true. It's true. And I think that's, that's why I, I think that in, 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 inside the hearts of so many guys, the reason, the reason so many guys, and I, I'm, I'm just kind of speaking from experience in this sense too, that the, the reason guys don't want to come to therapy is because they're afraid they're going to get changed. They're afraid that coming to therapy means that they have to be more like their wife, that there's not really room for them to be themselves and also figure out a way to have a better relationship. So most guys know this intuitively or know it unconsciously. And they say, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Why would yeah. I go pay some guy or some gal to, to, to tell me that, I'm not good enough that I'm doing it wrong and that I need to be somebody different. And so, and it's, and that, that's the same thing about the marriage books. It's like, guys don't want to read marriage books because so many marriage books, they feel that there, the, there are these tools to try to change them. And they're like, I don't want to be changed. 
So That's very true. Yeah, you're, you're hitting it right, right on the head on, with that. Yeah, and so I, I think that you know, and, and, and that's why I think, you know, the, the, the marriage helping community, both secular and the, like, I'm, I'm part of the Christian community. I think they've done a horrible job actually reaching men because the messaging that they've used to try to target men is really messaging that says you need to be different. And if you were different, everything would be better. And so I think men just have an aversion to that messaging and so they don't mm -hmm. want to do anything yeah no you know I, yeah i, I agree 100 mm -hmm. i totally get what you're saying so, so i've kind of like sorry i don't no no, no go ahead like, yeah, yeah, uh, so ahead. i was just gonna say i'm i i've always been like a real champion for men like i want to be kind of an advocate for guys and say okay maybe there's a way that you can have a better marriage and not feel like we're trying to make you more feminine or trying to change your authentic masculinity. And, and one of the things I say in the book is like, I think to be a successful husband, you actually have to be more masculine than you already are, not less masculine. Yeah. So I'm even going even a step further. I'm saying, no, 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 you don't need to be more feminine. And, not, and, and, and it's not that you need to hold on to your masculinity. You need to become more masculine. And this is what masculinity in a healthy sense looks like yeah that I, I love the way you put it that that is so true and i've, I've read uh different uh material on the aspect of that and I, I sincerely believe that when a man uh embraces his masculinity the the woman is free to express her femininity uh and exactly. there's a chapter in your in your book that talks about uh safety and about the woman feeling safe and i think it, it's when a woman feels safe we can experience her femininity her tenderness and and a, a lot of stuff that men really like about their women but because they don't feel safe they close that part up yeah right right and then it creates this vicious cycle where yeah. you know and and out of fairness to and I talk about the history of this because there's a really important history lesson to kind of understand in all this with the, the onset of the feminist movement in the 1960s. Like, how did that happen? Mm -hmm. Where did it come from? Where we are at today? Um, you know, there's a, there is a, um, there, there, I, there's a, with guys like you that are out there trying to speak to men some of the stuff that I'm doing, I think there is a little bit of like a rebirth or like a, another awakening happening in society right now yeah. for men to become or get more acquainted with their authentic masculine selves that have been really kind of like, they've been really shut off from it and their fathers were really shut off from it. Mm -hmm. And now there's like a little bit of a rebirth happening in our culture. Um, which is funny too, because there's this whole other side of like toxic masculinity and like the Me Too movement. And as those things are happening, simultaneously, this other movement is happening where guys are really interested in reclaiming their authentic and healthy sense of masculinity. Yeah, I agree 100%. And that's what I'm striving to do uh, with with uh, what I do on, on Instagram and uh, what I believe you're trying to do with writing this book and, and your work with men. So uh, in your, I, you said that you've worked with tons of men. 
in your in your experience what what are some of the some of the most important things that that men miss or overlook and i know it can be we can be a laundry list of things that we overlook but yeah. um like just some key things that that our listeners out there uh can take away just uh things that or or as you as a therapist, uh, maybe some things that you've run across that uh, a common denominator, so to speak, that men miss in relationships. Well, I, I, I'll just tell you because I'll just I'll tell you like what kind of instinctually <laughs> comes to my I mind. Dro okay. I dropped that. I dropped the hammer with that one, right? Sorry about that. No, it's just like it's like that's a, you know we could go so many directions. Yeah, like it's a, but it's I'll a just tell you like what the in the what I my knee jerk kind of thought when I hear that question and and I write about this a lot in the book too is like i think that um most men today you know what we're what what i'm doing is um me as a husband today is basically just living the role modeling that my dad taught me about how to how to be a husband okay mm -hmm. and some of that's good and some of it's not good. And that's the only honest thing that any of us can say about any of our families. Some of it was good and some of it was not so good. Okay. Yeah. And in prior generations, a husband's worth was predominantly associated with his income generating capabilities. Correct. Like, if you go back to the 1950s, okay, you were a really good husband if you met three criteria. You made money, you didn't drink too much, and you didn't hit the kids. And I'm not I'm not exaggerating when I say that. If you if you did those three things, you were kind of an esteemed member of society. You would have been a really, you know, you would have been considered a really great husband. Okay. And the what I what I like to explain to guys is that in a lot of ways, um, the not the requirements. I'll, I'll, okay, let me. Let, I'm going to say it that way, but I'm going to come out and clarify it in a second. Okay, the right. requirements of us in, in being a husband, the bar has been raised. Okay, so those three qualifiers that worked in the 1950s, they simply don't work anymore. Okay, because women are looking for something of greater quality in their relationships than that 1950s relationship, okay? So the bar has been raised and a lot of guys simply don't know how to kind of meet those expectations, okay? But here's the good news. All those expectations are super learnable. And what I want anybody to hear listening to this is that learning those things will not take away you being a very masculine person. You can you can be the most masculine person and still raise the bar of what it means to be a successful mate in the year 2020. Okay. So that's number one. The second thing, the reason I didn't want to call them requirements is because when guys don't know how to meet that higher quality of relationship, they actually are the ones that suffer. Well, their wife suffers too, the relationship suffers, but they don't realize, it's kind of one of these things of like, we don't know what we don't know. And, mm -hmm. and that's why I don't wanna call them requirements because it sounds like it's something that you're supposed to do for somebody else. Uh-uh, it's something 
that you, the husband, is missing out on that is this incredibly beautiful life-giving force that's 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 a, that's a, that's possible for them inside their intimate relationships but they just don't even know it exists because they never saw it they never saw it role modeled and the my, the best analogy is like it's like if you if you eat a popsicle right and then all of a sudden somebody offers you this like really decadent delicious like i don't know chocolate ice cream you're going to be like oh man chocolate ice cream is like really good now the popsicle <laughs> It's still pretty good, but once I have that ice cream, I'm not really interested in that popsicle anymore. Yeah. I have a seven-year-old, so this is really applicable to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true story. Okay. True story. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's what. So, so what I am offering, not just me. What, what's, what's available to guys in relationships is that chocolate ice cream, and getting that kind of a relationship is is life-giving to themselves. And they've wrongly believed that in order to have that relationship, somehow they have to become less masculine, less strong, less of a warrior, less assertive. And it's not true. Mm -hmm. I even wrote, and you know, I wrote an entire chapter in that book yeah. on being assertive and the need and the importance of being assertive, which is a very masculine trait. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so I'm trying to like paint this picture for guys that, you know, a lot of guys are still operating in this like 1950s paradigm of relationships mm -hmm. and it doesn't really work anymore. And I'm trying to catch them up fast forward into a 2020 relationship. that's going to work a lot better for them. Uh, and it's just like, it's just like technology, right? If you, if you use the same technology that existed in the 1950s, you would be totally obsolete. You wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to function in society. And our relationships evolve in a certain way like that too. We, and we, it's important that we adapt and we evolve also. And I, you took the analogy right out of my, uh, right out of my mouth. I was going to say like, we're, we're trying okay. to operate, yeah. we're trying yeah. to operate relationships with old antiquated tools, exactly. which were useful, you know, back then, you exactly. know, uh, yeah. and we're not, in other words, we need to update. We exactly. Need, we need an iOS yeah, we, update. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And 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 um, you know, there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. It doesn't mean that you're, you know, deficient. It's it, it's it's just a, it's part of life. It's part of everything that we actually do in life. Is we're always evolving. We're always changing. We're always figuring out new ways, new systems. Mm -hmm. You know, this diet, this workout routine you know, the, 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 the efficacy of this martial art, right. But we don't want to do that with our relationships. Why not? And, and one thing that I can tell the guys out there, uh, as I'm on this journey, trying to be the best husband, father, person, man, as, uh, as I can be, as you start to pick up these new attributes, these new things uh, that you can use in a modern relationship, uh, as you become more assertive or uh, more direct in, in different aspects of your life, it, it, it's a, I'll be honest, it's a great confidence booster. You feel so much better about yourself and it opens the door to more things. And, and you, like in, in your book, you go on to the next level and it opens the door for other things. And I, I'm telling you from experience, I don't got it all figured out. I always tell my guys out there uh, on Instagram that I don't got it all figured out, but the things that I'm learning, I, I want to share with you. Because uh, where I am right now, I see myself in such a better light than I did, you know, two years ago. So, so these things are not just something that we take for granted, but 
uh, each and in, each tool that we upgrade for a modern day uh, relationship, it, it opens the door to so many things. Yeah, and I love I love that you 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 recognize that you're building that self confidence because that's something that I that's something that I kind of can relate to personally, and it's something that I really I really wanted to kind of like touch on a lot in that book, and that's why I use jujitsu as that metaphor because you know it's like when you start anybody that's listening that's done jujitsu you know like when you start you you don't know what you're doing. And you actually feel very insecure, you you know, which is another way to say that you feel scared. You know, you're, 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 you're this other person's trying to basically, you know, strangle you and you don't know how to defend yourself. And because you don't know how to defend yourself and you're insecure, you do all these crazy things that end up actually making it a lot worse for you. The okay, funny thing, like I, the, while I was, yeah. <laughs> while I was waiting yeah. to get on this podcast, I finished that chapter. So everything you're talking okay. me is just fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like I and it's like if you if you done jujitsu, you lit you've lived through that. You you know you know. And then like what happens is there's this there's this there's this incredible like there's this cre- incredible transformation in jujitsu where you go from being this new guy that feels so scared and intimidated and doesn't know what he's doing and it's flailing around to like you know after you've been training for a little while you're you're like oh you know what like I think I know what's going on here like I know how to you're not going to be like an expert, but you, you kind of have a general sense of like, well, you know, this person's trying to do this. So I'm going to react this way. You have a certain level of body awareness and all those things. What they do is they give you a sense of self-confidence and then you start showing up and you feel like, you know what? I kind of know what to do here. I kind of know what the game plan is here. And it's so applicable to marriage because so many guys in marriage feel they don't have that sense of self-confidence because no one's ever really showed them. This is kind of the process. This is what you do. This is kind of the way forward. Mm -hmm. This is how you get out of these bad situations. When she says this, your instinct is to respond this way, but this is a better response. And all that stuff is so transferable to jujitsu because when you're in a bad situation in jujitsu and I, it's like your instinct is going to tell you do this, but it's actually the worst thing you could do, you yeah. know? And so it's like learning to challenge your own instincts. And, and then, and then after a while, you're like, Whoa, like I, I kind of got this. I kind of know what to do here. I, I'm feeling really confident about how to handle these situations. And that's exactly how it feels. And I can tell you from personal experience, uh, before I started on this journey, I was, uh, and I've shared it before with the with the guys listening, and I shared it on different posts that I was I was very insecure. I was uh, passive, uh, which is uh, something that that a lot of guys struggle with being passive and just kind of you know sitting in the back burner, let, letting the wife take care of a lot of the a lot of the things. And that, that's something that I struggled with. But as I started to pick up some of these tools, little by little, you know, my my confidence started building. I felt better about myself. It's kind of like when you're working out, you know, at first you feel like at first you're, you're sore for like three months, but once you start to get stronger, you, you you stand up straighter, you're, you're, you walk with your chest up, you feel a lot better about yeah. yourself. And that's exactly, exactly the way it works when you start to work on yourself and, and start to build yourself to be that black belt husband as, as my uh, friend Quentin would tell you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then it, it, you know, and I wrote at the end of the book that, 
you know, you know, being a black belt husband is just, you know, or it, being, being a black belt is really just, a, it's a white belt that didn't quit, you know, and, and it's just kind of persevering to yeah. try to learn and like, and, you know, and if, you know, you, you know, we could, we could look at that, we could look at our families that we came from, you know, and without judging them or being, it's not an indictment against them, but, you know, like I said, you know, some of it was good. Some of it wasn't good. And so we're just trying to learn maybe a new path of, of relating a new way of relating that actually is going to help us be successful. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, there's really tried and true methods out there that we know, like, this is going to really work. This is what's like, this is what separates the, the, the great relationships from everybody else that's not going to make it. And if we can just, you know, learn how to do these things, then we're going to have a great life. We're going to, we're going to be peaceful. We're going to be content. We're going to feel happy. We're going to feel joy. We're going to, we're going to feel all those wonderful life-giving qualities that a relationship offers. And, and the opposite sadly is true too, that if we, if we don't do, if we don't figure out a different way to do it, then we're really going to struggle and it's going to be painful. And, and like we were talking about before the podcast, sometimes it's so unnecessarily painful. You know, you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's, there's a different way to do it, but sometimes our, you know, pride or ego or insecurities get in the way of us kind of going down that path. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about right now. Uh, what Quentin is, is sharing with us. And I say Quentin, cause for the, the people that are listening out there, um, this is what we've been talking about is, is in this book, a lot of the, the content and a lot of the stuff that, that we've been uh, talking about, is, is in this book. And uh, my next question was, was going to be, can you share some insights that, that uh, to the guys out there? But I think you basically covered that. <laughs> you basically covered that question. Uh, we've shared a lot of stuff and there's just so much of the, the, the book is so rich with, with practical wisdom and stuff that you can start applying right away. And uh, of course it, it's going to take practice and it's going to take you stepping outside the box and, and getting a little uncomfortable um, trying new things, but uh, I can't recommend enough the, this book. And uh, I'm hoping to, to give out a few copies uh, here and here in a little bit. Once the podcast comes out, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll announce it. Um, well, the podcast will be out because I'll be announcing it. But uh, once, uh, once we get the ball rolling, I'll go ahead and, and put some, some notes on, on the podcast and also on Instagram. So um, before we wrap things up, I, I don't want to take too much of your time. No, it's uh, all good. Yeah. Any, any last thoughts, anything you want to leave us with or uh, just anything, you know, speak to us. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I'll just kind of reemphasize what we were saying earlier. You know, everything that I'm saying in, in our conversation right now, Michael is just coming from a place of just, just love for, you know, love for guys. I love my brothers. I, I, I love masculinity. I love being strong. And everything, you know, that, um, you know, this isn't, this isn't a conversation like maybe you've heard before where it might feel like you're not doing it right or you're failing or you're not good enough. It's, it's the opposite of that. You know, you are good enough and, you know, you, you have everything it takes inside you. So all, all we're doing is talking about, you know, my, another analogy that I use for people is like, you know, being successful in relationships, it's not any different than learning how to speak Japanese or whatever, or some, uh, you know, different language. 
if you don't know how to speak Japanese and you want to learn how to speak Japanese, there's no shame in that, right? I just don't know how to speak Japanese. And learning how mm -hmm. to have a great relationship is just, it's just, just like that. It's that simple. It's just learning a new language. And um, it's available to anybody that wants to kind of commit uh, to doing it. And I, I had to figure it out the hard way. And if there's <laughs> someone listening that, you know, doesn't have to do it the hard way, if there's a family spared that, you know, you can kind of figure some of this stuff out in a way that's not as painful as the road that I had to travel down, then I'm the happiest guy in the world. And, and that's what it's all about. What it, it, it takes you putting in the work, but it is so worth it. And so uh, a lot of guys out there, you, you don't have to live that way. And that's something that I always share on, on my uh, on my Instagram is that, uh, fellas, I, I spent 40 years of my life running in circles and you don't have to. I, I got uh, some young guys who who message me and they're half my age and they, they appreciate the stuff that I'm sharing. And they're like, oh, man, you know, I want to learn this stuff. And, I, you know, I look up to you or whatnot. I said, I'm like, no, don't look up. To, I want you to be at my age. I want you to be better than where I am right now. Mm -hmm. Like it, it's uh, we, we need to just do the work. And, and trust me, you'll, you'll be in a better place. Your perspective would change. A lot of things will change within yourself if, if you're willing to do the work. So um, I'm going to put the on the show notes. I'll put uh, where people uh I know, I know you have a, a website and I'll put some links to your book and um, Quentin, thank you so much for taking the time and speaking to us and speaking to guys out there in the podcast universe. Uh, so thankful, man. Yeah, my pleasure, Michael. It's nice to chat with you and um, anybody listening, you know, if you think I could be helpful, feel free to uh, reach out. I'm happy to chat with you. Yeah. And I'll put that, uh, I'll put it links uh, down below and, uh, we'll, you'll be able to reach out to, to Quentin. So, fellas, until next time.